0: My entitled ex has cheated on me with over 15 different people throughout the course of our marriage and as a result, I decide to get revenge for her cheating, exposing her to the court for the awful mother that she is. Here's what happened. So to start things out, I divorced my ex-wife over 5 years ago for repeatedly cheating on me with over 13 different men and 2 different women. To give you some background, my ex and I used to be swingers until the last year of our marriage. Things had spiraled out of control, so I said that I was done swapping partners. Unfortunately, she didn't agree with me and kept hooking up with guys behind my back. Six months prior to our divorce, my oldest child was diagnosed with a life-threatening illness. But I won't go into details just to preserve my anonymity. She started to crack under the pressure and started to drink a lot, putting herself and our children in danger. It got so bad that I moved out of the house for a couple of weeks and took our kids with me. During this time, her best friend, who we will call Sarah, Sarah is not her her real name, came up and approached me because my ex had disclosed all of her dirty deeds to this friend at a girl's night out a couple of days ago. She disclosed that she had been sleeping with a new guy every night and getting very drunk when she had the kids. She also told Sarah that she went out one night a month ago and left our three-year-old and four-year-old kids at home alone while they slept so that she could meet a guy. Sarah said that my ex had planned on filing for divorce once she drained some additional money from me. While living rent-free in my house Sarah and I were both disgusted And knew that things had to come to an end My ex hated living in the same house with me Because she hated me And couldn't go mess around with her flock of desperate men We had to come up with some kind of plan To get her out of the house And document all of her poor behavior So we could limit her custody of the children The first step was that I was gonna move my happy self back into the house And plop down on the bed right next to her Now when I did that She absolutely lost her mind Saying that she wanted me out of the house now And would call the police if I didn't comply What she didn't know was that I was recording the audio of our conversation I told her to pound sand And she actually called the police Reporting me for domestic violence Well, the police showed up in no time flat And had me in cuffs so fast it made my head spin The detective came to the squad car to talk to me And I let him listen to the recording The longer he listened, the more angry he became with my wife Before long, she was the one in. Cuffs in the back of the squad car and she got to spend the night in jail She went to stay with Sarah for the next week as she wasn't allowed back at our House and that's because I got a restraining order during this week she Went on a veritable spending spree buying herself a new laptop a new iPhone as well as a whole new wardrobe she drained our bank account and Started dipping into my savings Sarah also confirmed that she was drinking Heavily at her house to the point where she threw up and pooped all over Herself in her bathroom Sarah video recorded her bender for posterity's sake and provided me with 20 minutes of video showing a woman out of control drunk. The next day, I went and withdrew all of our money from our savings and deposited them into my new bank account just so I would have money to pay my bills. I closed that account out so that she couldn't use overdraft protection and leave me on the hook for all the overcharges. I closed all of our joint credit cards and transferred all of my investment accounts into an account solely in my name. She lost lost it when she found out that she had no money to burn through anymore. She then told Sarah that she was contemplating unaliving herself because things had gotten so bad. I hate my ex, but I didn't want to see her harm herself at all. Sarah eventually convinced her that she needed some help and went with her to check her into an inpatient mental hospital. This worked out fantastic because she was getting some help, but also it showed that she was a danger to herself and the kids. It was time though to put the last part of our plan into action and seal the deal, I went for a consult at my attorney to start the divorce proceedings and complete the needed paperwork. My attorney was appalled at the actions of my ex and was 100% on board with helping me get primary custody. He filed my divorce decree and also got the judge to agree to a temporary restraining order until our initial hearing. We served her the papers while she was in the hospital and set the initial hearing for two weeks. The initial hearing came and she showed up with her attorney. Since it was a pre-litigation hearing, they didn't know what information we had. She got on the stand and started lying her heart out, telling the judge how awful I was, and that is what's pushing her into the mental hospital. She made a very compelling case and put on a Grammy award-winning act. Then, it was my turn. My attorney presented all of the evidence. Videos, bank records, you name it. The defining moment was when my attorney called Sarah to the stand to testify. She told an appalling story about a neglectful mom who was completely out of control. A story about a mother who had substance issues that were only getting worse with time. My ex couldn't close her mouth the whole time that Sarah was on the stand. She made her attorney look like an idiot as all of her lies were now exposed and were contrary to what she told him. When the dust settled, I was awarded sole custody and she was awarded supervised visitation until she went to rehab and got additional treatment. We quickly settled out of court agreeing to a graduated visitation schedule. Once she complied with rehab and mental health counts, I got the house after paying for her portion of the equity, got to keep all of my investment accounts, and got to see my kids 80% of the time. She got to go live with her mom for the next two and a half years and jump from job to job. Life is pretty good five years down the road and is even better knowing that she isn't my problem anymore. Wow, that story is awesome. Like, not only did you completely expose this woman for the horrible mother that she really is, but you also made sure that she could not ruin your life anymore. Just imagine if you did didn't have that kind of evidence against her. This lady could have easily ruined your life in the process and taken so much away from you and your family. So good for you as well as your friend Sarah for helping you out. Because without your combined effort together, this very easily could have ended up in a much different way. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. Also follow Am I the Jerk on Instagram and Twitter to see all the stories that couldn't make it into the videos. And entitled man parks his car in my driveway just so he can visit a festival nearby. So as a result, I call the police and end up having his car towed. And I've never been more baffled by somebody's stupidity in my life. Here's what happened. So I live near a fairly popular park and event area. It's one of the few places in that city you can have dogs off a leash, completely fenced in, and enjoy a picnic or play in the creek. This place is awesome. However, I will never understand the people that straight up blocked my driveway, parked in my driveway, let their dogs leave their droppings in my yard, or try to use my trash can. Here's the story. I've kind of learned that you don't park here during the county fair as the road is fairly busy, and I just accepted that because it's actually nice to be able to walk over to get tacos and eat it peacefully in my home. One year, my husband and I are just chilling at home when we notice a car outside. It could be our neighbors as we do have a shared driveway, so we go ahead and call them and ask them, but that's when they tell us that nope, it's not or a friend's. Usually when I see someone pull in, I'll come out and say that they can't park here and that they need to leave. And it's usually not a big deal. They'll be grumbly because now they have to find a different place to park, like a couple blocks over or a designated parking field. I mean, my house just happens to be across from one entrance, so I totally get why they would want to park here. But hey, that's their problem, not mine. Since we have no idea who this person is, the next logical step is that we call the police because whoever is parked here is clearly trespassing. And the cops can tow them And we thought we were in the right But apparently we were wrong We called the non-emergency number And told the dispatch person exactly what happened She said that an officer would be sent out very soon Well, two hours go by And the fair is ending We call back And it's the same dispatch person Saying that they are currently changing shifts But it makes me think What does that have to do with waiting for two hours? Another hour goes by And finally a cop shows up The cop then tells us that he can't do anything And when he said that, I'm pretty sure I gave myself whiplash with how hard my neck just twitched. He then said that dispatch should have told us that and he could have told us that as well since he had our phone number and knew what was happening as they were coming over there. The police officer then runs the plates and it turns out the driver and the owner has been parking illegally all over town and hasn't paid a single ticket. But it's not quite to the point of having a warrant issued. I call a towing company, they come by and get the car and then they leave. My neighbors and I have a fun time watching them get towed. And I informed them that the cops said they won't do anything to someone that's parked here. My neighbor is equally confused because he's been told by cops to call them. So someone is clearly lying. But hey, cops can lie to you, can't they? The fair is well closed at this point. About four and a half hours later, two more hours go by and there's suddenly a knock at the door. It's the entitled person who parked in my driveway. They said to me, hey, um, what happened to my car? I say to them, "Uh." Um, it's been towed. I then clearly give them the name of the company that towed the car. This entitled person then seriously asked me why it was towed. So I explained to them, this is a private driveway. The entitled person then said, well, there's no sign. And when they said that, I was honestly completely dumbfounded. I said to them, this is clearly a house. You can't just park at a random house whenever you want. Well, how do I get my car back? So I once again give them the company name of the place that towed their car. Just as they were leaving, they said to me, there really should be a sign or something to tell people. Eventually, this guy leaves with his friends to sit at the end of my driveway. I was honestly tempted to call the police on them loitering on private property, but knew the cops wouldn't do anything about it. So what's the moral of the story? Just call a towing company because honestly, the cops won't do a single thing to help you out. Yeah, that's really disappointing about the cops. You would think that these people would have your best interest in mind, but it seems like this situation was one person kicking the can down to somebody else. Nobody wanted to get anything done. And as a result, the original poster had to wait, what, like three hours for anyone to show up? That is so unacceptable. And I'm right there with the original poster. If the dispatcher should have told us, then the cop should have called and been like, hey, you can just call a tow company. I can't do anything about this. Like that literally could have saved everybody time. And the original poster wouldn't be on the hook for like three hours waiting for nobody. And also the person that parked in their driveway is a complete idiot. Like seriously, you don't just park in someone else's driveway. You absolutely can and should get towed for something like that, and there's really no good excuse to justify your actions. So good for the original poster in my opinion. They did the right thing by having that car towed, and it's not your fault for this entitled driver's absolute negligence. Today, I messed up by saying out loud exactly why I didn't change my last name when I got married to my husband. And now I'm really embarrassed, and I seriously don't know what to do. Here's what happened. So I first want to say that this happened in Latin America, not in the USA. I'm a 30-year-old female and I have been married to my husband who's 32 years old for 5 years now, but we have been together for more than that as we are high school sweethearts. My husband's last names and yes, we have multiple names as in my country we have two of them are really generic, not original or cool. They are just super plain. Imagine Smith or Johnson, while mine are really uncommon. One of them is the name of a really beautiful and elegant animal while the other is foreign and the name of a little town in another part of the world. I do not use my husband's name. I have never introduced myself as Mrs. Smith. I don't like being called Mrs. Smith. And even when talking about our family, I don't use only his name. Like if we are giving a present, I will sign with both of our last names. We are not Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Even in the wedding, I refused that title. Nobody knew only my husband why I didn't change my name. Everybody just assumed that it was just good old feminism and left it at that. Last week, one of my husband's cousins had his engagement party. He is my husband's cousin by blood and she is the one that is marrying into the family. They are beautiful people and we love them very much. Every one of my in-laws was there, the grandparents, cousins, my husband's siblings, his parents, aunts, uncles, everybody. And every single one of them had the last name of Smith. And obviously, the question about if the girlfriend is going to take the family last name eventually came up. I have to say that every last girl that was married into the family has taken in their last name except for me. Well, as you can probably guess, everyone was trying to convince the girlfriend to use the last name. And that's when someone, I can't remember who, said to me, well, why didn't you change your last name? There was absolute silence. My father-in-law stopped, looked at me and said, yeah, why didn't you change your name? Now, do you know that sensation when your mouth moves faster than your brain? I was just enjoying my food, concentrating on my mashed potatoes because they were super fluffy and I was making figures super discreetly with them. So I I just said no more like shouted really nonchalantly because yours are boring and mine are prettier when i said that you could hear a pin drop after like five minutes of pure shock and horror one of the youngest cousins just burst out laughing and admitted that their last name is in fact pretty boring but honestly i'm sure they are all going to remember this incident for a very long time well, I mean, that's one way to definitely tell them exactly why you didn't want that last name. You found the last names of Smith and Johnson really boring, and so you didn't want to take away from your already beautiful maiden names. So you kept them, and I think there's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't mean you don't love your husband or his family. You just think their name sucks. And honestly, like, who cares? Whatever. It's totally fine that you want to keep your last name and just roll with it. The original poster went on to say that they thought they were about to get eaten alive, but thankfully somebody laughed and broke the tension. Can you imagine five minutes, five full minutes of nobody saying anything. Just shock and horror and absolute silence. Thank goodness that youngest cousin burst out laughing and decided to break the tension in the room. So hopefully this doesn't turn into some weird family drama. And all because you were accidentally just a little bit too honest. Am I the jerk for not waking up my boyfriend for work on time, even though I definitely could? Here's what happened. So my boyfriend has been living with me since he landed his first engineering job two months ago. I've been the one to wake him up several times when I notice that he's sleeping in. He has his first alarm at 7 o'clock, then another one at 7.10, and he has to leave at 7.45 a.m. max if he wants to get to his workplace by 8 o'clock. I, on the other hand, work from home. I am a freelancer, so I have no need to wake up early. On the times I realize he hasn't moved from bed and it's past 7.30, he would get really mad when I woke him up, yelling at me by saying, why didn't you wake me up sooner? So today, I I woke up at 7 o'clock by his alarm clock, and that's because we sleep together in the same bed. He woke up, turned it off, and went right back to sleep like he usually does until his 710 alarm went off. Then he turned off the 710 alarm and went back to sleep again. Now, I wasn't really paying attention to the time, but I was using my phone as some clients were texting me already. I kept looking at my boyfriend from time to time, and he would open his eyes at me, smile, nod, and then close his eyes again. Now, here's where I might be the jerk. I check the time and it was already 737. I look at him calmly he smiles and I ask him do you know what time it is? To which he answered I don't know probably 725 or something like that. Then he took his phone saw that it was 737 and rushed off to the bathroom slamming the door shut. As he was putting his clothes on he was arguing with me you know it's a real jerk move of yours to not tell me the time earlier. Because of that I'm gonna be late and will leave without even brushing my teeth. I told him that I didn't mean to make him upset but that being on time for his work isn't my responsibility. He then said to me if you are awake and capable of helping me out you should have done it but you decided not to so that makes you a jerk. Now I get that we are a couple and should help each other out and he's the one paying for all the food and half the bills so the last thing I want is for him to lose his job because of some kind of tardiness. I was not troubled about being a jerk until the moment he retaliated back at me in a pretty nasty way. Before leaving for work in a rush he blew his nose on my favorite towel, leaving snot all over it. Now, he is in general a very good partner, so I was appalled and very shocked that he would retaliate like that, which made me rethink if I should just keep waking him up if he sleeps in, as I am already awake and I'm capable of doing it. So am I the jerk for not waking him up when he needed to be up? What should I do? Honestly, it sounds like your boyfriend is being a giant baby about this. He has how many alarms to get him up? Like what, five? This guy can't get up and get ready for work after five alarms. Seriously, that is not your problem. The problem is, is that he does not prioritize his schedule, so his tardiness and lack of caring is now being placed on you. He's trying to blame you for something he has full control over. He could easily get up on time if he really wanted to, but instead he wants to try and get another minute of sleep. Well, guess what? If you keep doing that, you're just going to be late. And that is nobody's fault, especially your girlfriend, who, by the way, is not obligated to wake you up. I think the more rational response here from the boyfriend would have been to say something like, hey, is there a chance you could help me wake up in the morning? I'm having trouble getting up when my alarms go off and I really could use the help. Something like that would have been way more appropriate than whatever the boyfriend just did. Instead, he runs into the bathroom, slams the door and screams at his girlfriend all because he was unable to get up. Like, this man is an adult, right? Like, this guy is literally 35 years old. You're telling me at 35 years old you can't get up on time and go to work and yet still you want to try and blame that on your girlfriend? No, I don't think so. The original poster in this story is absolutely not the jerk. The boyfriend is being irrational and I really think that any kind of blame about him being late is placed firmly and squarely only on his shoulders. My girlfriend says I'm being selfish and I need to step up as a man and help pay for her insurance that went up due to her getting a DUI and at this point I'm seriously unsure of what to do. Here's what happened. So I've been with my girlfriend for five years now. We broke up last year and got back together again after four months. My life was hectic and so was hers, and so we formed a strong bond with one another. Over the years, there have been trials and tribulations. Her mom had a midlife crisis and went crazy. When she turned 18, she was kicked out of the house by her mom and her mom divorced her husband, which literally left my girlfriend living with me. My girlfriend and her mom didn't get along, so she moved out with her best friend, and then eventually broke up with me because of how it was affecting me emotionally. Fast forward a few months and here we are. Her friend is moving, which means she needs another place to to live. On top of that, she got a DUI and her insurance is now $600 a month. She works one job and for some reason won't get another. She claims mentally she is drained. The issue started three days ago when she was crying. I asked her what was wrong and a whole can of worms was unleashed on me. She wants me to put her on my mom's insurance with her as a secondary and then she said that her stepfather said it was my turn as a man to step up and help her out. She then said that she doesn't understand how I could know what she's going through and just watch her suffer like that and that if I can't do the insurance for her she asked if I could help her expunge her record I said that was a lot and that I needed time to think she then called me selfish and talked about how I have never helped her and that I have a few days to decide what's important she said I was also selfish for not agreeing to an apartment that I would pay more than her for since my income is higher she said that so many couples do this and that I'm selfish for not wanting to do it for her. I then told her that I'm 21 years old and I shouldn't have the responsibility for her situation. She then told me to let her know so she could find a man that will help her if I won't. That same night, she apologized and said that she said a lot of things that she didn't mean and that she loves me and is just going through a very difficult time. I love her but don't know how to handle this. She crossed a boundary. However, I do love her and I don't want to kick her when she's down. What should I do? Your girlfriend sounds awful. She is literally... Literally trying to guilt trip you and love bomb you into basically paying for her mistakes. This is not a case of you being a man and stepping up to the plate. This is a case of her not having the money and trying to guilt trip you as well as pull a fast one on you by apologizing later just to try and make you feel guilty for not liking what she said. Like this is all just manipulation tactics. She is not a good girlfriend. She is the one being super selfish. And if I was in your shoes, I would be like, listen, I'm not paying for any of this. This is too much for me. And if we need to break up again, just Let me know and I'll find someone else. Because what she's asking is really unfair. And if I was in your shoes, there's no way I would be willing to help her out. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out in the description below and subscribe.